and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Rio Rancho and the Triangle UFOs. And this ties in with an upcoming History Channel documentary that's about to air. And I found this article on albuquerquejournal.com. And it immediately grabbed my attention. It says, History Channel visits Rio Rancho's UFO researcher by Gary Heron. Observer staff writer, and this is from two days ago, and has a picture here of this fellow who's a UFO researcher with his massive, uh, massive file collection of UFO sightings. Apparently, it says Rio Rancho, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, on the July 18th edition of Unidentified. That's Unidentified on the History Channel at 8 p.m. Former U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of of Defense. For intelligence, Christopher <clears throat> Christopher Mellon visits Rio Rancho's own UFO researcher and historian David Marler to investigate reports of triangular UFOs as reported by the military personnel. Now that definitely got my attention. This says this is former U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, Christopher Mellon. Now. It's interesting that this fellow's come out of the uh, Defense Department, what some people might even consider the deep state. I'm not accusing him of that. But it's interesting that we have another person coming out of uh, the Defense Department apparatus who is now working as a UFO investigator. And it's specifically investigating military reports of triangle-shaped UFOs. Now, I did link to this at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. You can get there by going to at Warning Sub UFO. And you can link to these articles that we're talking about right here in the podcast. The article continues. It says, Mellon, who once held the third highest intelligence position at the Pentagon. Now, think about that. The Pentagon has thousands of employees. It's a massive building. It's a massive, it's a massive organizational structure. And this guy has the third highest level of clearance and he's telling us that he's trying to find out what these things are. Now that should tell you something. I mean, if the third guy in charge at the Pentagon, where the people where people know the secrets, if he doesn't know what these things are, then how how on earth are we ever supposed to get disclosure from the very people that we're trying to get disclosure from? Okay, once again, Mellon who once held the third highest intelligence position at the Pentagon, and his team examined Marler's extensive collection of data and research into the subject of UFO reports. Marler said he and Mellon review cases pulled from historic newspaper articles and declassified military files and discuss Marler's detailed profile of these elusive objects that have been seen for decades. Quote, beyond eyewitness reports being sent directly to me, I still have a fascination with the calling through vintage newspapers to see what contemporaneous reports existed in conjunction with these historic sightings, Marler said. I believe these are important historical records. It is easy for someone to claim they had a UFO sighting decades ago, and I'm not denying that they did, but it is a much more substantial report if we have a documented account captured in an official publication, i.e. a local newspaper, immediately subsequent to the event. 
And he's got a point. If somebody has had a UFO encounter and they were impacted by that enough to talk to a local newspaper, it does, in fact, I believe, give credence to the account. Now, lots of people have UFO sightings or encounters. I've had, you know, a couple myself, but never really felt comfortable with going and talking to a newspaper reporter about it. So if we have somebody that actually does that, that's great, because then, that, then we have a public documentation of what people saw. It says, in the fall of 2019, when Mellon visited Marler's West Rio Rancho home, the two men had a lengthy discussion in Marler's research room, which included his book on triangular UFOs and Mellon's insights, given his intelligence background. Quote, it made for an interesting discussion, Marler said, which hopefully translates well into the final edit of the episode. One of the items we focused on were historical newspaper accounts involving triangular UFOs. I had two examples surface in a series of flying saucer scrapbooks that were filled with an abundance of news clippings documenting UFO sightings from the 1950s and 60s, and I had just acquired these prior to Chris's arrival. One of those newspaper accounts, Marler said, was a fascinating report in a number of ways. First, the year 1950. This was only ushered in in the modern era of UFOs. However, even in 1950, these objects were not yet referenced as UFOs. They were still referred to as flying saucers or discs. And then the article pretty much concludes there. This looks to me like it could actually be um, a pretty fun watch. And hopefully the History Channel can do this uh, without too much of a contribution from the Over Actors Club. Hopefully they can do this without... Uh, too much drama being injected where drama doesn't really need to be injected out. But I think that the um, the subject matter here is so uh, compelling that they should be able to do a decent job on this. And I'm going to try to watch it if I can. Now, we also had a couple more articles that, that uh, go along with this. And one I found, I was interested in this Christopher Mellon. And so I looked him up on history.com. And they have a picture of the guy with a, little bit of his, with a little bit of his bio. It says, Chris Mellon, <clears throat> a descendant of the founder of the Mellon Bank. Chris Mellon served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence during the Bill Clinton and George W. Bush administration over a dozen years. Isn't that interesting how so many of these guys in these positions of power, their pedigree goes back to these you know, movers and shakers from a hundred years ago. It says, Chris worked on national security issues on Capitol Hill, including many years on the Secret Intelligence, excuse me, on the Senate Intelligence Committee, where he ultimately served as the minority staff director. Chris is the team's government liaison, using his access and relationships with high-level officials to prompt the government to take action on what he believes is a serious threat to national security. Well, that's all well and good, but he would certainly, you would certainly hope that if there is this threat to national security, like some of these guys talk about, that people within the organization would have would have already shared this with the president, with with the defense department, that somehow there would be some awareness of this you know, in, in society in general. 
And this puts me to mind of the tweet that Tom DeLong put out here just recently about the government having certain information that if they released it, it would change everything in 24 hours. I mean, why not just come out, Tom, and tell us what you know? That would be helpful. Certain information. Well, if he knows they have certain information that would just change everything, why not just share it with us? Change it yourself. And like this fellow here, he's worked in intelligence all these years. Sounds like he comes from a family history of people that would would know where the skeletons are buried, figuratively and maybe literally. Why not just come out and share some of this stuff? I mean, it almost feels like we're being played a little bit. And I don't know if it's because the guys, these 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 uh, sorts of people like this Mr. Mellon here, whether they really have a deep abiding concern about the safety and well-being of their fellow Americans, or if this is, you know, just kind of an entertainment gig. And that's fine, too. I'm not trying to diss them or demean them in any way. The, the, guy's, the guy's got a right to parlay his job history and make a living any way he wants legally. But it's always this backstory of these fellows who tell us they're connected with um, people in the know and the intelligence community, effectively the deep state, and they come across with this narrative that they're trying to save the country from a threat of, that, the, that the UFOs present. You don't really know how to locate them, though, because you always have the feeling that they know something that they're not telling us. And I think part of that is just to add a little add a little cachet to their to how we perceive them. So I'm never quite sure how to take these guys and to really how much how authentic they are. And if they're not authentic, I'm not trying to put them down. I mean, we are part of this whole UFO phenomenon uh, hinges on the entertainment value, I suppose. But at the same time, you just wonder what exactly are we getting. And, and here again, we're getting this person that has come through that revolving door of uh, the military-industrial complex. And they're supposed to be the ones that are shepherding us toward disclosure. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little concerning to me. Now, the next article I found was from uh, upo.com, u-p-o.com. It says, this is from June 5th, 2020, so this is just last month. It says, two triangle-shaped UFOs over Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Now, this is the same area we're just talking about, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Of course, New Mexico being a hotbed of UFO activity. And there's a picture here. And it looks like two um, triangle formations of lights. Now, whether this is actually a uh, solid craft or whether this is just a collection of what appear to be about three to four lights. looks like four lights on the one, three on the other. I can't say 100%. But you can, you can see the pictures yourself. If you just go to the website, the Twitter account rather, UFO Warning, you'll see these pictures here. And you can link to the article. It says... The sighting of oddly shaped objects floating in the skies is ever increasing and yet another sighting recorded from New Mexico. Two strips of triangularly organized lights were seen flying across the sky in twilight hours. All the lights seem to form a part of the same 
big single spaceship. As <clears throat> as all the word here is true. T U E is as all the lights moved in perfect synchronicity. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a typo. The front and the rear streak of lights, each positioned of four different light sources, arranged in such a pattern as to form an arrow end. Some viewers surmised that the object could have been an airplane, but no known airplane on Earth features the triangularly oriented lighting designs, and plus the object was too close to the surface Emitting too, and emitting too low sound to be successfully considered an aircraft. The UFO, as can be seen in the photo, was traveling toward the direction of the Tuat Desert. It was trying to locate a safe position to land for s spending the night. Apparently that's what somebody's conjecturing here. And what can, and what can be better than a secluded desert dune to prodigious darkness of the moonless night. Yeah, the writing kind of stumbles there a bit. But the pictures are worth the look at the link. Now, what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing basically two triangle-shaped lights. They say there's four lights in each. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing the first triangle. It's it's uh, three lights angled off of two lights. So you've got four lights involved. And the second one is a triangle shape, one light on each side, light in the front. It seems like what they're trying to say in this article, which was could have been written a little better actually, is that these things are these these two sets of lights are connected, and apparently their theory is is that they're both part of the same UFO. Now I don't know about that because the picture quality is not good enough to show an actual outline of a UFO. What this appears to me that it could be. Would be another one of these orb formations, but the but the but in this situation, it just happens to be two groups of orbs that are in a very tight formation and that are um, holding that formation. As far as these things landing out in the desert, to me, you know, that's just conjecture. While we do have some accounts of UFOs landing in the desert, obviously Roswell, or crashing in the desert, whatever, there's nothing that I see from this sighting that really tells us that's what's happening. The fact that we have ex-military investigating reports by military people kind of lends me to believe that they actually do think that these things are a threat. I don't I don't particularly see these this 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 triangle shaped here. This this thing could actually be a UFO or it could be another one of these uh, fleets or squadrons or whatever you call it. But the phenomenon is definitely there. It was definitely observed, and they definitely held formation together, and they acted intelligently. And this isn't the only time. We, as we, as you read in some of these articles here, this seems to have been going on for some time down there in Rio Rancho in that area, where multiple people have observed different UFO phenomena. But in particular, there have been other cases where there were triangular-shaped UFOs that were observed, which puts me to mind of what happened with the Phoenix Light, where you, they talk about this giant triangle-shaped UFO craft going over Phoenix back in the late 90s. And that could be something of what's happening here. I think it'll be fun to watch this documentary, and uh, it opens up this topic to a, 
a lot more people. Anytime the History Channel puts one of these uh, UFO investigating programs on the air, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, it opens the topic up and it opens up interest to a lot of people who otherwise might not have ever even given it a second thought. Secondly, the fact that you have um, this uh, Mellon fellow who was a former uh, top uh, top intelligence guy at the Pentagon investing it. That's okay, because that's, it leads uh, credence to the show. I understand that. And it's basically they're bringing in a heavyweight to talk about this and to talk about talk about it without, hopefully, without uh, too much debunking going along. Secondly, I like the fact that this Mellon fellow is having the conversation with a local guy there who was already a serious UFO investigator. So that's a positive note to me. They're taking, you You have this person from a former military intelligence guy who says, hey, these UFOs are serious, and I'm trying to uh, get the attention of people that still work in the Defense Department, who still work in government, and bring it to, bring it to their attention that these things are real, and that they, is because of their advanced uh, technol technological abilities, they actually uh, present at least a potential threat um, to our own to our own safety. Now that's good. So we have an authority figure who's recognizing these things as real. He's pointing out what could be a possibly dangerous situation. And then the documentary is presenting this in the context of him having a having a conversation uh, with a local investigator, uh, a local investigator who's a serious investigator, by the way. You can tell he's got these boxes and boxes of old newspaper files. He's He's actually trying to collect evidence of eyewitness accounts. And that's great, because that's all you have in a lot of these things. You just have eyewitness accounts. And so what he's doing is he's going back and he's collecting he's collecting these massive collection of, uh, of eyewitness accounts going back to the 50s, where people were interviewed and they were asked questions by, hopefully, professional journalists to find out the what, where, when. And so this, this adds a lot of value to the investigation. Because we're able to uh, talk about what the eyewitness saw and get specific information about it. So all in all, this has the potential to be uh, a really positive experience and a really uh, interesting documentary that, that can help uh, put some light on the situation. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I've got links there at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. Stop by, take a look, uh, do a follow, and if you want to support the program, uh, you can join some of the other people by doing that at Anchor. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.